So again, good morning, everyone. I am Carrie, your host of Coffee with Carrie. Every Friday morning, please take a second uh, and follow me on YouTube if you're not already following me. I, I have a premiere every Wednesday, every Wednesday, usually about 10 minutes or less to teach you something. And I know many of you are joining me there. If you are not getting the e-blast, if you are not getting my emails, in my link tree, in the bio, the top option, you'll get a free giveaway. If you've already signed up for anything, you're already getting my emails. But if you have never received any of my emails and you want to be invited to my events when I speak in person, when I speak for, yes, my MLS, please take a second and go sign up so you never, ever, ever miss another event. So again, grab your new real estate agent's journal. We are talking about it's uh, the deals in the follow-up. The deal is in the follow-up. So now here, here's, here's, what, here's, here's the challenges for some of you. One of the hardest things in real estate is follow-up. And here's the reason why. Many of you, you were told what to do. I have an inbox. You guys see I have folders back there, things that remind me of what to do. I have my daily checklist. Yes, I do still have. I have a calendar. I have email. But I'm the person at night. I need to write this down. So whatever I didn't get to, I can get to the next day. And sometimes I'll even keep a few just to make sure I didn't miss anything. But this is really, yeah, wake up and work. You got to get to work. So we, the big, the hardest part is, is many of us, we, you work for someone, they always, and they always told you what to do. They always gave you your job. They told you what to do. And, and then you had a checklist. Some of you need to create a checklist in the follow-up. So I'm going to give you some of those things today. The deal is really in the follow-up. And even this uh, last week, some of you know, two listing appointments. I had another agent go on one of the other listing appointments for me because really I don't have the bandwidth, but 2022, I am helping my husband build a team. I'm helping my husband build a team. He's got one official team member that just started a couple of days ago. She just passed the real estate exam. So here we come. Yes, because he's not going to follow up. Now he will call you when he remembers, but the checklist is not happening. It is not happening. So the hardest thing and one of the hardest things, one of them, is the follow-up. Lead generation could, could also be in that list. Ooh, the snow is starting to come. Here we go. And one of the biggest complaints from consumers is we don't communicate well and follow up and we don't respond fast enough. So think about that. If I could convince some of you, if you had five clients or five potential leads and all you did was follow up and one of them decided to use you this month, you got a few more days before the end of the month, you would have a lead or you might have a deal. And, you know, when I say just imagine if you followed up, some of you would explode. So here, and I want to say this, some of you that see these top producers and you're like, I want to do a hundred million. Yeah, right. I don't even know if this has still got a battery in it, but let's go see. Like some of you are like, I just, I want to do a hundred million. And let's see if I have a calculator. A hundred million. I don't even know if this will go up that high. If I turn it sideways. 100 million. And for antitrust purposes, I'm going to use a fictitious, I'm going to use a number, but I'm just going to go with, I'm going to go the low end, 2.5%. Whoops, I messed that up. So 100 million times, you know, I need glasses, 2.5%. That's $2.5 million. And I will say gross, because it depends on your split, whether you're flat fee, 10%, 20%, 30%. And some of you, I need to say this because our boutique brokers of the world, like us, if we did flat fee, we would be out of business, but some of us train better. I'm just saying. And I've lost agents because I trained them well and you know who you are. Y'all come in with a killing. Yeah. So, but here, there it is. 2.5 million. All right. Come on. Cause you know, you want me to make money. I trade you. I don't make any money to train my own agents, even though we charge them a fee. And I'm going to tell you what the fee is. It's like 59 bucks and includes dot loop. It includes, you know, it includes workplace. We give you a CRM. <clears throat> it, my fee is, you, they don't get, I don't get paid to train my agents. I, the company gets paid once the agents close a deal. And a lot of times when people come to work with me, they're like, Ooh, I got carried. The truth is, is I really want all of you to succeed. I really want all of you to succeed. And some of you that didn't think you had a seat at the table, I really want you to succeed because some of you don't even know that income 
and I just applied for a grant, income for a black person in real estate, the median income a year is like 16,000. It might be 16,700. And then our white counter counterparts, it's like 47,000, somewhere in that range. So for those of you that are here and don't think you can make the money, I promise you, you can make the money. So when I said 100 million, 100 million, I need you to do this 100 million. So if that 100, you know, when you do that 100 million and let's say it's two and a half percent and that's 2.5 million, right? 2.5 million. And you're going to make, 80%, right? You're making 2 million, the company's making a half a million. Some of you are like, they're taking my money. Go open a company and keep all your money. All right, I digress, okay. But some of you just need the training. So if you just followed up, if you were just consistent, if you were just consistent with a checklist, I was on a, a team call yesterday well, I was in a continuing ed class because I have to go to continuing ed. My classes haven't gotten approved yet. So I either need to teach it or I need to show up. And there are times when I'll take classes because I need to understand the dynamics of something. I understand the dynamics of a team. I train teams, but I was like, I just want to really think this through. So I sat in a class and there were people that talked about, they have a checklist for everything. And there was an agent that I worked with here. I'm going to show you. I'll use this one because it's... Um, this is what she did. Some of you might want to take this in before I even get into my list. This is literally what she did. And she's a flight attendant and she's on a team with her husband. She does all, she does the, the, the showings and things like that. And, the, and she's the face, but her husband does all the work in the background. And when I would go into their office, it would, she would have a sheet of paper like this and it would have the address, the client's name, the phone number, and the email. And it would have a checklist of everything they needed to do, whether it was a buyer or a seller. So there was two. So you could like make two. This is old school but some of you might need to put it on the wall to see it because some of you need to see it to believe it, to see how many deals, how, the, how you're losing the money because the deal is in the follow-up. So the lead is in the follow-up. The closing is in the follow-up. Your paycheck is in the follow-up. Now there's truth in you do need to know the data. You do need to know what you're doing. But when I, so I was on a call every month, I have the privilege and I'm going to say privilege to train 173 real estate agents and, when, and there were times when we'd have 300 people in that training. It was virtual. And I don't get paid a whole lot. I call it a privilege because I love to get the new agents first. And they were like overwhelmed. They felt like they were being fed with a fire hose. And I always tell you, so if you are new, I need you to get up, get dressed, get out the door. You're going to mess up, own the mistakes, learn from it, let your managing broker tell you what you did wrong or your broker or the trainer. But I need you to start showing houses. I need you to go to open houses. I need you to go to broker tours. I need you to go to new construction. I need you to go talk to the neighbor. I need to go to, I need you to go um, talk to your friends. And, and you know my rule with friends and family. It is what it is. If you don't know, tell me in the chat now and I'll say it again. So many agents, they lack systems. Many agents lack systems. But some of you are, you know, you're great with the chatting. You're great with the talking. You could sell, you know, ice to an ex Eskimo. Like you, listen, you could sell, send, sell water to someone that's drowning. Like you're that good, but you lack the follow-up. And even if, if you're like, I'm not good at it, it would be better for you to give up a portion of your commission to do for someone to do the follow-up. In Illinois, in Illinois, some of you need to go look up your rules, but this is true probably in many states, but for sure in Illinois, but for sure in Illinois. Melanie, I see your comment. So in Illinois, the only people that can, in Illinois, you cannot cold call if you're not licensed. You cannot. Some of you are paying people in other countries. You can't do it. It's a violation of license law. If you get caught, there's a fine. Just saying. But guess who can follow up? Your, your non-licensed assistant, once, they're on, once they are your client, not the consumer, not the public, but once they're your client. They can't really talk, they can't really do the, they could do write your contracts. They can say, oh, okay, let me get back to you. Let me, um, let me write this down. But they can call on behalf of you once you're under contract. Now you need, still need to take some more classes, but just know that. So, and for those of you that are like, I need checklists, I need more systems, get your notebook out. I'm going to give you a system. But if you're not in the agent journey, some of you need to join. Some of, some of you just need to join. Some of you just need to join to talk to me for a couple hours because we do a group coaching call. And, and in October, I'm switching. We're doing tech. We're doing a real estate course and I'm doing a coaching call because some of you, I did two coaching calls, but you're asking me some of the same questions and I just need to teach you. 
Okay. And I'm true tech. I used to edit television. I'm on the radio. I understand behind the scenes. Don't ask me what computer to buy. That's on you. But tech, software, I got you. So um, before we get into the systems, I want to say to you, for those of you that don't know my tips on friends and family, because they don't want to work with you they, you, they don't. Some of them don't even think you're qualified. Trust me. They don't think you're qualified, even though you're going to work harder for them than anybody else. I hope so. Tell your friends and family and say, listen, I am a real estate agent and I would love for you to work with me. But if you're in your head thinking, I don't want Carrie to know all my business. I don't want her to know what I'm doing. I don't want her to know, no, no. Say, look, I want to be a real estate agent and I want to be able to be available for my family. And I want to be available for our family when we have events, at least let me refer you to another agent so I can make 20%, 30%, whatever percent, at least let me refer you to another agent. And then you can call me and ask me questions, but then you don't have to worry about me seeing your stuff. You, you got to tell people to at least allow you to be referred because if they allow you to refer them to someone else, you can still earn a paycheck. All right. And some of you need to do that if you are a dual career agent or a part-time agent or a some of the time agent, or you got into this business and you guys watch the eyeless luxuries of the world, Keisha, the Sheena Bakers, the, uh, the Sarah Leonard's, right. The Marlene Rubensteins, the Kiana, right. And then you guys are watching, um, you should go watch, you should watch reality TV, TV, but you're watching and you're like, yes, I'm going to arrive tomorrow. Look, there's reality in everything. The reality is you still got to work. All right. So let's talk about these systems. Um, right, Hope? Right? Um, so right. Shout out to Hope. You guys, Hope and I, Mondays, 9 a.m. on Clubhouse, 10 a.m. Eastern. And Ebony, and we're Women's Council members. So I'm going to talk about listings first because all of you need listings, 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 listings. Inventory is extremely low. I've been, you know, Bartlett, Illinois, if you compare it to like, Mm, 2019, it's down like 60%, maybe even 70. I just got to go do the math again. So um, you, you've, and I'm going to, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to tell you, you've already gone to the listing appointment because this was me last week. You've gone to the listing appointment. You're done. Have your thank you card ready to be mailed the day you visit the seller. Have your thank you card ready. Could you send a Starbucks card if you want? You can, you don't have to. People, they like to be thanked. We were, I was having this conversation with an attorney that sponsors everything. People like to be thanked. You don't have to buy them something to thank them. We Sometimes it's just a simple thank you. A simple thank you. You know, a cupcake, a gift card is awesome, but people just like to be thanked. Number two, and this, will, this, this depends on every state, but start your draft in your multiple listing service if you don't have, even if you don't have the paperwork signed. Now, some of you know, I want you to start the listing draft before you go to the listing appointment, but start the draft, even if you don't have the paperwork signed. I have agents that are like, well, Carrie, that's a lot of work. What if they don't list with me? So what? So what? If you're new, you need to go through the process anyway. So what? In Illinois, if you do, in Illinois, because we have reverse prospecting, Connect MLS, if you're in Atlanta, Georgia, you have Connect MLS, you can do a reverse prospect on a draft. And right now, one of the properties that once it goes on the market, it's, it can touch about 1,400 people. So because I can do a reverse prospect in my MLS, I know how many pers uh, prospective buyers are already working with a real estate agent, about 1,400. So I need to do the draft. And I do think before you go to the appointment, it's better because when you get to the appointment and the, and the seller says, well, how many buyers do you have? Well, there's about 1,400 right now looking for a house like yours. Because you know you don't have a buyer. And when you go on those broker tours or broker open houses, caravans, whatever you want to call it, and the agent's like, so do you have a buyer for this $5 million property? Oh, no. Because you're just, no, I don't. But I just want to see what the property is like. Because even if in the event I have someone that calls me tomorrow, I want to make sure I've already seen your house. Right. Okay. Number three. Send a follow-up email the next day or the same day. Now, I'm not sending a follow-up email at 8 o'clock at night but I might schedule it to go the next morning. Now, first of all, if you know your clients are up late, you could send it, but you might need to set the expectation right out the gate. I tell my agents, call me, text me, email me. Um, there are days I'm like, ooh, it's 8.45. If I answer this text, I'm, I'm stuck. But sometimes I need to answer as the managing broker. 
but I want my clients to know that they can reach out to me anytime. But if I don't respond, know that I'm, I'm a real estate agent, but I also have a family and I will respond to you within. But I want you, if you need to get it out of your head, get it out of your head. So I, you know, so just know if you do follow up with someone at eight o'clock at night, they're calling you. Like if you text me and I'm driving, I'm calling you. And people are like, here, I just sent you a text. Why are you calling? I'm like, because I'm driving and I can't talk. I can't text you back. Anyway, so send a follow-up email. Now in this follow-up email, and I'll go over this again. Number four, remind the seller of what you discussed and send all recommendations to the seller. So I'm going to give you an example. Went to a seller's property and we talked about, um, I always say, I always ask, so is there anything you think I'm going to say? Because I don't want to offend anyone. They're like, Carrie, we already know you're going to tell us to clean up. You're going to tell us to pack. Okay, great. So I'm going to tell you again, this is what I need you to do. And I don't want you to ever think that I'm picking on you because if you saw my right now, like my family room, when I'm done, I need to go pick up. I am better in the morning. People are always like, don't leave your kitchen dirty at night. No, you shouldn't. I feel like somebody should come do it for me. Right? So we all live in our homes, unless you're on the reality TV and their houses are spotlit, spotlit, uh, uh, spotless. And you are like, I I want my house like that. It could be like that. And some of you, your houses are like that because some of you, I have a friend that used to make her kids vacuum every morning before they went to school. OCD kids, absolutely. All right, so I need you to clean up. Um, did we talk about, are you, gonna, are you gonna buy? Send them the, the loan officer. What else did we talk about? Oh, when I went through the property I, and I saw a few things, okay, these, these are my recommendations. I don't know what your budget is. And I might say, do you have a budget or don't you have a budget? I'm going to tell you based on what I see and what I think is going to motivate the consumer to write an offer the first time they see it. So I'm going to say things like, I love what you've done, but I'm looking at the trim. Because if you guys go in my kitchen, you know, some of you already know I have a coffee bar slash wine bar. It only looks like a coffee bar. But the guy that did our um, counters disappeared. <clears throat> so I never got the waterfall put in. I've not bought, I didn't purchase the beverage uh, refrigerator. But if you come to my house and you look behind the bar, <clears throat> the coffee bar that I bought from Old Time Pottery because I needed something there because, you know, my husband ripped out the desk from this house that was, you know, everybody was putting a desk in their kitchen. Like, who wants to work in the kitchen? So anyway, unless that's where you work, but the, I wasn't using the desk. It became, we would throw everything on this desk. So now it's kind of finished, but it's not finished. So I know... We, there are things we need to update in our home. So I will walk through and I'll tell you everything I want you to fix. And as I'm talking, I'm in Evernote. Some of you need paper. And some of you, if I were to slide over, I actually have real paper that I printed out. So I, will, I want a checklist. Then I'm asking you, do you know when your furnace was updated or you had it clean when the last time you had it replaced? I'm going down this entire list because if you don't go through this entire list, you won't know what to, you won't have this available when the, when you put the property on the market and the buyer's agent asks you these questions. So I send a follow-up email with all of that. So it's okay. I know you want to buy. I want you to call this loan officer. I've already, I've already reached out to the loan officer and emailed you back with the loan officer's information. I've already, I've already done it because I need people to follow through because if they're like us and they don't follow through either, remember, the deal is in the follow-up. So some of you need to take ownership of this and you need to help your clients follow up. All right. Because I had the loan officer reach out to me and say, she was like, Harry, the client didn't call me back yet. No problem, I got you. So I sent another follow-up. Then, um, so, and the other things I will uh, remind them of is I also need you to do this, 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 and this. In that email, I will, I will send, and it depends. Some of you may not want to put too much in an email because they won't read it. So you might say, Tomorrow or the next day, I'm going to send you a market update based on seeing your home. So in the market update could be a one page document. It could be a copy, cut and paste. Um, I, I, I probably should have um, opened up my Word document because I have an awesome follow up report. If you're in the agent journey, you're going to see you're going to get a copy of that. So um, so in the email, include a list of updates and things you must do to make the home for sale ready. OK. Number five, schedule your follow-up dates in your client relation, relationship management tool, your calendar. So I use, um, I currently use LionDesk, but I'm about to test Wise Agent because they got some cool stuff and I want to see it. 
So I'm about to test that. So put every, so in Lion Desk, I have a tickler even, so Sheena Baker's birthday's tomorrow. I got a text that said Sheena's birthday, birthday uh, Sheena Baker's birthday is tomorrow. Cause I do that for my agents. I know Dominique is watching. I, I know me, I'm not going to remember. So I need someone to remind me. And the other thing we did was I gave that task to the admin. So the admin now gets to go post if it's someone's birthday, they get to send the birthday card, et cetera. And I'm going to give you some tips on what I think you should be doing for February. So um, you could also use your old school planner, a real piece of paper calendar. Every year I have a cute calendar I get from TJ Maxx. And then what is the best way to get reminded for you? So you got to pick something because remember, I told you my tips. Some of you might need to just see it in front of you every day. And it could be that you're having a meeting with yourself every day, a team member every day. So you guys know what's happening because you got to follow up. Um, happy birthday tomorrow, Patty. Um, so number seven, if you didn't get a listing date, ask for one. If you didn't get the date, you got to ask for the listing date. Like, when do you expect to put your property on the market? Oh, I was thinking sometime around March. Okay. So in a perfect scenario, if you tell me March and you do everything you're supposed to do, what would be the date? And you can suggest, you can recommend because then you can say, okay, based on this, I'm going to send you paperwork and we're going to start the process. You have to ask for the business. All right. And some of you are typing in information. Put the question, put your um, comments or questions in that question mark in the bottom right-hand corner so I don't miss them. But I'm going to try this one. The realtor I used, I used was so exceptional on a property we sold last year. I'm now in real estate school. Oh, congrats. So now you know you have a level of uh, real estate. We make it look easy on social media. And I love it when people come to the industry. But now once you take the course and you pass the course, you're going to feel like you're being fed with a fire hose because now you have to learn the rules. Now you, you already learned the law, but you didn't have to put the law into practice. And now you got to go do all of this because these agents that have been doing this for a minute, they have really good systems. All right. So, um, so you asked for the date. You got the date. The seller, um, then tell the seller when you'll send the paperwork. And then text them when you send the paperwork. Because if you send if you send it in dot loop or DocuSign or hello sign or some sign or you're going to drop it off, they're not watching. They are not watching. So you need to tell the clients that. If you are an agent in my marketplace in Illinois, you should go to mredtraining.mredllc.com and look at my training schedule because Saturday the 29th, I am teaching advanced DocuSign and Justin is teaching the class right before me. But my entire February schedule is out. And if you are listening to the replay, you can still go catch my classes. All right. Number nine, after the paperwork, send the draft. After the paperwork is signed, send a preview of the draft to your seller and say, hey, do you have any recommendations? Is, is there anything I missed? Is there anything you want me to say better? Tell them to tell you and don't be offended because if you don't ask for it, they're going to tell you anyway, and you're going to be offended because someone's going to say, why did you say awesome? My house isn't awesome. My house is stunning. And the, in the foyer is absolutely gorgeous. And when you walk in, it is 20 by 20 and it could almost be the, its own space. And when you walk into the home, you can see the entire glass, um, uh, I don't even know what I want to call this, but you can see right into the wooded area in the backyard that overlooks the in-ground swimming pool. Like sometimes people can say it better than us. And by the way, when we talk about remarks, some of you need to just Google. I think it's, it might be under style, stage and sold or realtor magazine. They always have great articles on how to write remarks. And I'm going to tell you, for those of you that um, if you if you bought the seller download for me for, for a while ago, I always give my sellers a, a piece of paper or I say, can you tell me the 10 reasons why you bought your house? Tell me the 10 reasons why you bought your house. They might tell you fabulous schools of which it's hard for you to market that, but you can put that in the property and provide information because it's in the physical property and you're the listing agent. They might say, um, this that the community you live in has dual language. They might say that you can walk to the local schools. You might not be able to say walk, but you can say minutes away because it has a train to downtown Chicago because the, the, the community you live in has a swimming pool that looks just like the Wisconsin pool, the 
Glacier Canyon and it has a bucket. Like they're going to tell you why they bought the property. I can walk to the prairie path. I can literally walk to the prairie path where I live. Like we have a wooded backyard. We have a, we have our own gazebo, but we have a, a park district gazebo. Like let the seller help you with the remarks. Stop trying to do all of this. Some people love the process. Help them help you love the process. Um, all right, we are, where are you doing the classes on DocuSign? If you're in Illinois, um, just go to, go to training.mredllc.com and that's where I'm teaching DocuSign. If you are not in Illinois, I might have to just do a class. Send me a DM. All right, so, and then once they give you the recommendations, you need, you need to take the recommendations. And I know that some of you may not have this in your checklist and it's not even in my checklist here because I do have a, I have a whole nother live that I did. I probably should have put the link in my bio. Um, the seller calls you now what, you know, leads checklist. I have congrats, you just closed on a deal checklist. And these are checklists that I, I build for my agents. And then I talk to all of you about, and then, you know, I get it. We get busy and we don't go look at the checklist, but just imagine old school binder. You could just open the binder and then go through the checklist, but you could build it in your CRM checklist. You could build, I mean, the sky's the limit. Like you just need to do it in old school. You could put a checklist on a piece of paper. I need all of you to write this down. Oh, here it is. This was the other list. Um, and I've given this away in the past. And if you go to the link in my bio, number one, right at the link in my bio in Linktree, and I'll leave this here for a while. If you've never signed up to receive my e-blast, sign up. Sign up. I tell you to sign up. Number two, if you scroll down a little bit, I tell you Carrie's tips and tricks. This might still be available in my smartgirl.media Instagram link tree. There you go. So I tell you, when you, when you have a listing, you, you need a listing marketing checklist. And the number one thing, depending on the property, and you could do this for every property, is you need to hire a professional real estate photographer. Let me say that again. You need to hire a real estate photographer. Convince me to go with you. What do you offer? I don't know who you are, what you're talking about, but I'm going to convince you to get your real estate license. How about that? So my recommendation is you need to create a marketing checklist, even if you're not going to hit it all. So you need a professional photographer, a real estate professional photographer. If your, your friends, your family, like, I'll take the photos for you. Okay, fine. Do you have a tripod? No, I'm just going to take them standing up. No, you're not. They need to Google architectural photography because you cannot eye a room. You've got the, the, tri, the, 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 you need a tripod. You need a tripod, period, period. You need a tripod. Um, you're welcome. Uh, stop using your phones for listing photos. Thank you, Valerie. Now, here, let me give you a tip though, because in RMLS, if, when you go to the listing appointment, ask the seller if you can take some photos, even if you're not going to use them, because if you put the listing in our private status system, private, net, private network, you might need some photos, even though your goal is to put it in private to list it, you might want just a few photos, maybe the front, maybe the back. And if you are going to take it, not vertically, take it sideways. And you can, you can edit photos in Lightroom, Lightroom, it's an app. You can edit photos in the MLS and RMLS. So if you are going to take your own photos pre-listing because you just need some photos and you need memory and you're going to put it in the private status, then I could see, yes, take your own photos. And I always take the photo because what if the, you know, the photographer is delayed, you have to put in the front photo of the property when you list in RMLS. So at least, at least start there, but please hire a photographer. And you're like, well, Carrie, I can't afford it. How much was your commission? How much are you getting paid? I'm sorry, I'm not going to call a commission. How much is your compensation? What are you getting paid to do this? And you're like, well, Carrie, I just can't do it the first few times because I don't have the money. Call your mother, your cousin, your sister, stay out of Starbucks for a week. Don't go out to eat. Stop kicking it with your friends. Go sell a purse. Silence. All right. So please hire a photographer. And then you can take use these photos on your social media posts. You can use these um, photos in a direct mail piece. You will look more professional. And my other tip is looking the part. Last week, that week, week I talked about listing luxury. I think it was last week. 
And some of you are like, I am the eight, I'm the top producing agent in, in a community and I am selling $250,000 houses. And Carrie, I want to list luxury. Now we talked about defining luxury could be different in different communities, but let's just say you want to up your game. First of all, you got to study. But number two, you should list your $250,000 houses, your $50,000 houses, your $100,000 houses, your $400,000 houses, whatever properties you sell, the condo, you should list them like they're all luxury. So then when the luxury seller calls you, you already have that brand. And yesterday, Women's Council, my, I'm, I'm going to say my, I'm going to own her, my photographer, Nicey took headshots. I didn't even know she was coming because I probably would have wore something totally different. I just knew someone was taking photos, but our Shay was there and they hired her to do um, photos. And she talked about who you are and she talked about Instagram. And I will tell you, people want to know who you are. So believe it or not, I don't care if you're, I don't care if you are a little heavier than others. I don't care if you're skinnier than others. I don't care if you don't have stuff, you know, you don't have the the, the uh, you know what I'm talking about stuff I'm not may not be willing to do on social media although I did go swimming on social media and I was like people love my swimming video they absolutely love my swimming video and they were like Carrie no they liked your butt and I was like for real they were like here yes I got almost a million a million likes on TikTok and I was like ooh people want to see you. I was like yeah we got to rethink that so anyway People really do want to see you. And when she did this talk about uh, marketing, you need to go hire a professional photographer one day. And I will tell you, she talks about, you know, people want to see you with your family, with your kids. She gets, and here's why. When you make a post and it is a human post, and I don't mean in the dark, I don't mean these, these you know, these, these posts that's, that don't seem human, People want to see you with your family. People comment more when I have Mark. People comment more when I'm caring, not just the real estate stuff. Now, people, real estate, let me tell you who follows you if you're a top producer, real estate agents, because they want to do what you do. Now, the, do the consumers follow you? Absolutely. But if you want to get someone to call you, you need to show the human side. So what do you do? And I have said this in the past. What do you do that sets you apart? I told you. When I have a moment, I'm going to measure, I have a volume ceiling in the living room. When I was in high school, I did not learn how to type, but I learned how to sew. So I'm going downtown Vogue one day and I'm going to buy drapery fabric and I'm going to build it. I'm going to time lapse it and I'm going to showcase. I have a skill and I'm going to show it. Sometimes people just need to see who you are. And Nicey said, whenever she makes a comment or she talks about her kids or she does a reel about her kids, the consumer comments more about that, but then when they call to hire her for photography, they're like, how's your daughter doing? How's swimming going? People want to, they remember who you are. So you have to, you have, right? Ayana was there. Please say you came because I posted it, right? Because I'm trying to, we, we got to get more people in the room. And I will tell you, I, I'm going to try to go to every in-person women's council event. If you are not a member of women's council, you should join. I am speaking for Women's Council Northwest on, should I open up my calendar? Here, I'll tell you, because I can't open up that calendar. So I'm speaking for Women's Council Northwest in February on the 8th, around four o'clock. Then I'm speaking for Women's Council North Shore virtually on February 11th. So if you want to attend some of these things, I'm going to start putting the links in my bio. And I'm also teaching EPRO in person in Joliet, Illinois. So watch for that. You can fly in. I'm sure there's a hotel. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. So back to my, my talk. I said all of that because the truth is, is we all want to generate leads. The truth is, thank you, Gabby. It is really WCR.org. Join, find a network, find a network, or at least go to an event so you can learn. And I already talked to Trina in Arizona and I'm coming to Arizona. I'm coming to Arizona. So we're going to figure out if I should do it through Women's Council or just the agent journey. So... <clears throat> Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll go back through the list in a moment, but remember after you get the paperwork, um, and you do the recommendations and you go through, you have, a, you need a marketing checklist, things you need to do before the home goes on the market, write that down. I need to create a list of things you need to do before the home goes on the market. Maybe the, I'll do that next week. Um, so you have your, um, it's, it's the pre-checklist, but I'm going to call it the things you need to do 
the marketing, the things you need to do before the home is listed. Some of you are like, ooh, this is a lot of work. Yes, earn that money. And people will pay you more if you do more and you offer value. We, we can fly together. Oh, that's right. You, you have a reason to be there, um, Latissa. All right. So make sure you have a follow-up report. Now, I mentioned it earlier, but you need a follow-up report. You need a pre-listing follow-up report. You have just listed follow-up report. Pick a day to follow up. And you need to follow up once the property goes under contract. You need to continue to follow up. Like, let me tell you what's happening in the market. This is what's changed. It's a good thing we went under contract because 20 pre-foreclosures came on the market. You need to keep the, you need to help the seller understand why they needed to accept that offer. Because sometimes people will say, I didn't accept an offer. You know, the first offer is typically the best offer. In this market, the first five offers are probably your first offer if you have multiple offers. But if you have no offers, and I probably need to add this because um, someone asked me to talk about multiple offers and one offer and negotiating. If someone, you know, here, I'm going to tell you, this is how I was trained. And I'm going to tell you now, someone writes an offer on your listing and your listing is listed at 300,000 and someone writes an offer at 250, your seller is going to be pissed. I got to do that one. Set the negotiation expectations. I have already told my sellers, someone might write a lowball offer. It's okay. Someone might write a full price offer. Someone might write one overpriced, but we're going to look at every, every offer, no matter what. And we're not going to be mad. We're not going to be offended because there are some people that buy houses like they buy cars. They think they have to negotiate everything. They think that the seller listed it too high because they want a deal. But this goes back to the buyer's agent. I hope you did your homework because you know that offers are written at 102% of ask. So then, and in my pettiness, I might email that agent back and just say, hey, I'm not sure if you read this, but we are presenting all five offers. And I, just because you came in at 250, we're still going we're, we're gonna to still present your offer. But you might want to share with your client that properties in this market, we're having 20 showings and they're going under contract in three days and properties and offers are coming in at 120 uh, they're closing at 102%. So I'm just letting you know, just in case your offer isn't accepted, but we will still present it. That's Petty Carrie. Petty Friday. Petty, Petty, Petty Friday. Some, you will get to the point where you, you know you have the right to say what you want to say. If you have comments and you have questions, use that question mark in the bottom right-hand corner so I don't miss them. All right. So when I say a follow-up report, here's the ones you want. The under contract, the 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 um, the pre-listing follow-up report, your listed follow-up report. You just went under contract follow-up report. Well, let me go back a step. Before the under contract, your marketing report, and the, all of this can be in the follow-up report because you do need to update the client on what you've done because they're going to ask you. And I promise you, someone's going to say, "I didn't see my my post on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Dig Delicious, Stumbled Upon." Someone's going to ask. So then you, so the closed follow-up report, a few months in follow-up report, the every Friday follow-up report, the house anniversary follow-up. Now you've closed. Oh, congrats, you've closed. Checklist. You've closed. Yeah. Or you're about to close. Like the confirmation that you have a clear to close. Verify, listen, this is for you. Verify your commission. Some of you go, you turn the check in and we, we calculate the commission again. And I'm like, you're missing a hundred bucks. And they're like, well, Carrie, I, you know, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Cause the money, my money, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me say that differently. Cause some of you are going to be, you're going to be mad. The money is always your brokerage's money. Even though you get a split, it's always the brokerage's money. It's not your money. So the brokerage, if they don't go after the hundred bucks, here's the reason why your flat fee, they don't need it. You just lost money. And then the reason why they don't tell you you lost money is because if you're if you work for a flat fee company, it doesn't impact their bottom line. They don't care. But I promise you, you let something come in and we lost a little bit of money, even if you're 80, 20 and it's 100 bucks. I have to go after the money because I don't want other brokerages to know that or think that we don't read. 
And don't tell me that you showed a property to the same buyer as someone else. You showed it first. You had a, an agency agreement or not, uh, didn't have an agency agreement. I'm going after the commission. And I had an agent not too long ago. She left and we, I was ready to go after the commission. And even though she left, I said, I need details so we can go after the commission. We talked about it. She even called an ombudsman. And I think the ombudsman was wrong, but go, go get your money because I'm going to get the money. So the house, we got to follow up with the anniversary. You need to add your client to a monthly mailer because I told you, I told you, somebody called me from my 2002 deal. Like this, this, this is literally the old deal. So the money, your deal is in the follow-up. The deal is in the follow-up, right? Elevate your lifestyle, you know, because you work for a big box brokerage. I promise you they're going after the money. So go after the money. So you might come up with an even better checklist. It might be, oh, let me give you my other tips and then I'll go over, um, uh, I'll go over my, my list again quickly. So my tips for all of you, it's Valentine's Day. And Marky has always said, she always sends a Valentine's card to um, education directors because people like Valentine's. Go create a Valentine for your network. It, you can go build it on Canva, have it shipped to your house. It'll be here by Tuesday. And then, and I'm creating it for those of you that are in the agent journey, I'm gonna do it. It's on my list, it's on my list. I just didn't get to it for the February mailings, but I'm gonna create a, I'm going to create a um, one version. You can go change it to whatever you want. But the goal is create a um, your own Valentine, right? Go create your own Valentine. People like Valentines, especially the single folks, because nobody sent them a Valentine. Now you might you might be a little cautious. If right, send it to the yeah. We think about who you send it to, but people you can just say Happy Valentine Valentine's Day. Let me think about how I would do that. Like. Um, the real estate industry wants to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. If you're, if, you know, while love is in the air, whether you're thinking about buying or selling or family or friends, or you know someone that's getting married, I would love to be a referral source. Like go in for the referral, like do whatever you have to do to get the phone to ring. You like that? I like that. All right, the other thing is, is that I learned this from Jill Daniels, Jill Beta Daniels, she said, She's doing a, um, for St. Patrick's Day, she's sending out to all of her clients a the, the, the St. Patrick's scratch off. Isn't that a great idea? And then your, one of your clients is going to post that they got 10 grand. Man, you will be the real estate hero. So those are two things you can do to generate leads. All right. So the deal is in the follow-up. Let's do this. Let's go through the list again. And then if you have questions, type your questions in the Q&A. Oh, some of you bought some badges. Thank you. I think Instagram is automatically turning them on. Yeah, thanks for the badges. So clearly, this is some good stuff. All right. So remember, one of the hardest things as an entrepreneur is the follow-up. It's a real so is a follow-up. So one of the biggest complaints from consumers is we don't respond fast enough and we don't, and our clients say we don't follow up. And this is why some of you get fired or the real estate agent goes somewhere else. That goes back to if you're dual career, part-time, some of the time and you're not following up, it'd be better for you to refer or it would be better for you to team up with someone that even if they're full-time and they're new, they have more time than you. All right. So yeah, the purple hearts mean someone invested in me. Kind of cool. Um, so just imagine what business would be like if you just followed up. Thank you cards go a long way. So number one, when you have a listing, Send the thank you card right away. Have it ready to go. Number two, start the draft listing, even if you don't have the paperwork signed. Number three, send up a, send a follow-up email the next day or the same day after you've been to the property. Number four, remind the seller what you discussed in the email and all recommendations that you asked the seller um, about. Recommendations, you know, cleaning up, decluttering, moving furniture in and out of the house, um, hiring a painter. If they're willing to make any of those changes, there you go. Uh, the other thing is tell, ask them to tell you why they bought the home. Number five, in the email, include a list of updates and things uh, to do to make the home for sale ready, even if they don't have the budget. Number six, schedule your follow-up dates in your client relationship management 
tool, old school calendar, Google calendar, Outlook calendar, a calendar somewhere. Uh, let's see. If you didn't get a listing date, ask for one. Ask for one. You have not because you ask not. Agents that are producers, they are always asking for the business. Um, okay. Uh, number eight, tell the seller when you will send the paperwork after you got the date, DocuSign, dot loop, hello sign, whatever sign, you're going to drop off the paperwork, you're going to meet them to sign the paperwork, whatever you got to do, get the paperwork signed. After the paper paperwork is signed, send the draft listing to your seller and ask them, is there anything you want me to add? In RMLS, we can add 5,000 characters to the public remarks. 5,000 characters. Stop saying this is an awesome house. And don't be offended when the seller says something you don't like or they want you to reword it. Just ask for it because they're going to tell you to fix it after they see it on Realtor.com, on your websites, on HomeSnap and all the other competition. They're going to tell you to fix it anyway. So ask them for the recommendation before you list it. Now, this, remember, was not in the list, but take professional photos. Um, number 10, that what's that pre-check? The things you need to do before the home is listed. This is your checklist. And it could be a marketing checklist. Make sure you have a follow-up report. So you, because you are going to, you're going to need it. You are going to need it. Yeah, 5,000 characters. You, let me tell you, it, it's hard for me when I teach because when I see, because <clears throat> I train agents how to farm expires and canceled. And when we farm expires and cancels, the first thing I want you to do is go look to see who the old agent was on the property. Because if the agent was with the same brokerage, that's probably a no-no. Talk to your managing broker. This, um, the other thing I do is I look at the property history, and this is what I always see. Contingent expired or pending expired, pending canceled, or it really is never canceled, but it's expired. And I'm like, why is this property expired and it's under contract? They're lazy agents or they don't know. They don't know that even though the property is under contract, you still have to extend the listing because you have to close the listing. You can't, re, you can't um, extend the listing when you're ready to close because you still need it in writing from the seller. So what are we doing? What are we doing? So please, oh, it makes me crazy. First of all, it makes me crazy because what if when I train this contingent under contract, I'm sorry, contingent expired. And the next thing I do is I tell you to go look in, in the tax records, RPR, Remind, Realist, whatever the assessor, you get the homeowner's information. You send a letter to the homeowner saying, hey, did you know your property is no longer being actively marketed to the thousands of websites? When you decide to interview new agents, I would love to be considered because you, even though it was contingent and you mailed it, your, that seller is going to call you and curse you out. What do you mean my house is not on the market? And the other thing is, is as an agent, as the listing agent, if your house is no longer in our MLS, we have different statuses. You shouldn't go from active to pending. You should go from active to contingent. And there's a reason why I'm pointing that way. Because if you go to active to pending, that means you're ready to close. You're just, you've got the clear to close. You just need to close. In RMLS, if you go to active to contingent, you are still syndicated to all of your company websites. Number one, to Caremark. You're syndicated to Realtor.com. You're, you're ascended to HomeFinder, to Redfin, to App Properties, to Zillow, to Trulia, to Cobo Banker, to EXP, to Exit, et cetera. John Green's of the world, the Home Smarts of the world. All of your companies are still syndicated. So when someone goes to a website, you can generate a lead. So why are we being lazy and why don't we show up? I talked to a new agent yesterday and she said she signed up a month ago. And she's like, I am signing up for all of the association training. And I said, okay. When is your new agent training? She said, in March. I said, perfect. I said, I wanted to say, did your managing broker tell you this? Like I could have recruited her last night, but when it's women's council, I'm safe. So I told her, I said, look, if you don't mind, I'll give you a tip. Cause my husband says, I always give information and nobody wants it. That's why I go live. So I can tell you what I want to tell you. Cause you should see me sitting next to people and I want to, um, and I want to engage and he's kicking me. He's like, Harry, rich dad, poor dad. If they don't ask you, don't tell it. But if you get me next to you, you better ask me. All right. So she was telling me she was taking all these classes. And I said, if you don't mind, I don't know what brokerage you're, brokerage you're with, but you need to take all of the MLS classes. Go to training.amredllc.com. They don't cost you anything. 
They do cost you because you pay for it in your association dues. We just don't, we just think it's free. It's not free because you didn't show up. Thank you for the purple hearts, right? Somebody bought me a badge. A few of you bought me a badge. It's kind of cool. So we want the, right. Oh, you, if you, my husband kicks me. He's like, Harry, stop talking. Unwarranted or unwanted. <clears throat> so I, you know, I sit there. If, if I'm doing something else, it's because my husband's kicking me. Ayanna, if you get me in the building, sit next to me. Because you should have seen Jill and I last night. But boy, we were just going and going and going and going. All these ideas. And Jill too, she will unload. She will tell you all these ideas. So my point is, in all of this, is show up and sign up for training. So I told this agent, when you sign up for training, your new agent training in March, you are going to love the fact that I told you this. Because on Wednesday, when I taught new agent training, there were, there were so many agents that were in the chat saying, how do I sign into the MLS? What? Someone gave you access to the MLS and you didn't go home right away to log in? And I said it that way because in 2001, they handed me my access and I went home and there was a website. This is when we had DOS and no of the agents in the office that I was in knew that we actually had an MLS website online. They were using the downloaded version. They would come into the office and use the downloaded version. You mean someone didn't tell you? To log into the MLS, your managing brokers didn't tell you to take training? Come on. And I, let, let me be clear. Bigger brokerages might tell you to use their systems. I like the, per I missed the person that says, tell us the T. Here we go. I'm telling you straight up because I am not here on behalf of anyone, but I am here giving a shout out to Women's Council. But I'm, so shout out to Women's Council. This is not said on behalf of them. If you don't learn how to use the multiple listing service and you leave that company and you were only using their tools, you're screwed. You're not screwed, but now you got to start over. So leverage and learn the multiple listing service. Enough said. And if you are listening to me on the podcast, please make sure that you follow me on YouTube. You sign up to receive my e-blast and, um, and make sure you follow me on my blog. And I am Carrie Little, the host of Coffee with Carrie every Friday. And I'm the designated managing broker of Caremark Realty Group in Illinois. <laughs>